Well, good evening, everyone. I am the guest host this evening at, at Same Cast, Different Day podcast. I almost screwed that up right away, but I'd like to introduce myself. I am actually Crystal B, which is my uh, DJ name. So everyone knows me, my legal name out there. Um, so I would like to introduce everyone to my broadcast this evening. And we're going to talk about, in May, is mental health awareness. Um, I have a bunch of great guests with, with me this evening. I would really appreciate that they will give you a good insight of what their thoughts and feelings of what their mental health is, you know, where it's taken them from day one to day to day and ideas, thoughts, and maybe even um, a lot of different feedback from a lot of different people. We may have a few people more jumping in this evening. Uh, I do appreciate everyone this evening for showing up. So I'd like to wish and then say thank you to our guest this evening, and that would be Brian, Rebecca, Denise, and Kash of this evening. Now, being a guest host, this is my first gig, so we're going to try this out, and hopefully, hopefully I don't screw it up too badly. Uh, we'll, we'll give my best shot at this one. And uh, may, maybe maybe if everyone uh, likes what I do, maybe we'll be doing this again. That's possibly if, uh, if the boss man lets me come back again. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll see what happens. All right, so we're going to start out, and if if uh, anyone would like to unmute themselves, and let's do, we will talk, or we can all unmute if you like to, and um, we can talk about mental health awareness month. I'm the first one to unmute myself. It, it was Brian. It was you and Denise. <laughs> all right, so oh okay, Rebecca, you are welcome unmute, and Kasha, if you are welcome unmute, okay, good, he's off, okay. Just waiting on Rebecca there. She might looks like she's busy, so that's okay. Maybe she'll get the message in a bit. All right, so it and we'll have you guys each talk about. I'll I'll start out. Um, we're going to talk about mental health, mental health month. Okay, so I can never get this right. Um, so I'm going to start out by saying I'm tra- my my name is is Crystal B, and I have been transgender for over 20 plus years. My mental health has been unstable off and on for a lot of years. Um, about almost three years ago, I actually started and a friend of mine actually pushed me into actually stop dragging my feet, um, stop looking in the wrong direction and looking into, um, looking into actually bettering myself and becoming a, a woman versus just dragging my feet of being a person I never wanted to be at all. Um, I had, I've done good to the therapy. Um, I'm in the current process of actually having, um, a consultation with for bottom surgery to actually correct my anatomy. Um, so that is kind of, it's a big thing. Um, this is a big step for me and, and, and yeah, that's the direction I'm going in. So as we get going here, I'll go ahead and I'll start with, I'll pick on Brian right away because he's, he's right next to me. Um, oh, okay. Awesome. So Brian, if you want to talk about your mental health, mental health and, and what's, what made, made you aware of anything in your life? Oh, my, my mental, can we, can we cuss on this? You can you can do whatever you want, man. You can do whatever okay, you want. Because my mental my my mental health is shit. I mean, it's like uh, you know. I mean, I am very recently out of some some hairy situations. So I don't know. Like I don't know how to really discuss that. Um, but this will be fun to figure it out. Like uh, you know, I mean, going through midlife crisis, you know, um, breakups. Um, emotional disasters in my life and, you know, a complete 
uh, and utter collapse of my businesses all in the course of three months last year. So um, several uh, several moments that I was going to drive myself to the hospital because I really felt like I was going to uh, do some really, really stupid, irreversible stuff. So that's where I'm at, but I'm super happy right now. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Brian, for giving us a nice little thing. And and uh, now we'll, we'll hand over the mic and see if uh, Rebecca there will unmute herself if she can hear me. Maybe not. Yes, yeah, I can hear you. Okay, good. Hear you. Okay, so... So Rebecca, I would like to, we're, we're talking about the mental health awareness as I was talking about. So what, mm-hmm. tell me about, I'm going to quiet my phone a second. Here. Tell me, tell me about uh, things that have challenged you over life. Um, if it's been recent, if it's been in your past, um, things uh, like, anything. Well, I, I'm sorry. She knocked the table. So I have basically, okay. when I was younger, was told I had depression, but then a few years ago, I was actually diagnosed with bipolar. Uh, so I tried a lot of medications and nothing worked. And then finally, now I finally found something that does work. Um, so my moods are better, but uh, I, it's kind of, it's going to sound weird because to everybody else, it sounds very weird. But my life is a series of like one good thing happening to me, followed by like 20 bad so literally like I can't could be like I got an A in class and then two days later it's like something terrible happens and it's it's like um last year it like right around this time last year my dad was diagnosed with um brain cancer and we were we were given like told maybe like hopefully a year and then he passed away in October so um I'm still kind of, you know, dealing with that every day. Um, but uh, that's pretty much right now, and then you're just like- everything. So, yeah. And then today um, my mom just told me that my sister had an MRI done and they suspected she has a brain tumor. So I'm just like, oh, well, you know, like <laughs> I'm telling you my life is that's it's my that's just one little everything. So. So, you know, like I just try to deal with it. Sometimes I use humor. I do what I got to do, you know, and I have to go to work every day and just be like, you know, hi, because I'm the lead. So it's like, you know, I just I have to be happy and everything or else, you know, they go to my manager like, oh, she's being this. So, eh. <laughs> so that's that's my life in a nutshell. Well, thank you, Rebecca, for sharing. I thank you very much, and I'm sorry to hear that you know you are in the included, Brian. It's it's this. These are you know it's tough, regardless of what gets thrown at you. Could be by the minute, by the second, by the day, by the you know month, year, quarter, whatever it is. Um, it's tough. It's not an easy thing. No, I I you know I'm I I knew this was going to be a very hard podcast by all means because uh, everyone has some kind of mental health breakdown somewhere in their life, and this is. Um, some we you know really need to talk about. Um, it's not just involving anyone in in the LGBTQIA. This is everybody. This is a, every human being out there that needs. We all need to talk about this. This is something that really needs to you know to be brought in front of the table. Um, and 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 I'm I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry to hear that. I really I pray that you know 
as we, we get on to Denise and Kashif, I pray that everybody, we all can move, you know, oh, things will get better. That's what I hope for, you know. Right. So, um, I hope so. I really hope so. Well, thank you. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you for taking your time. I do appreciate it, dear. Thank you for, You're uh, welcome. and thank you for giving all your, your information. We're going to kind of keep on rotating around as we go here and I want to let everyone else have the mic and I'm going to sit back and watch people. Maybe we'll see. That's good. All right, Denise. So you're the next one up because you're the next one in line on my zoom. Would you like to talk about your mental health at all? Um, sure. I've been mm, dealing with mental health issues since I was five. I live with depression. Sometimes depression lives with me and, um, I just fight and struggle. I've been hospitalized. I took uh, electric shock therapy, which I wouldn't recommend to anybody. Um, I lost a week of my life that I vaguely remember. Um, It is what it is. What uh, I found out recently was I don't react to serotonin uptake inhibitors. So we had to go old school and go back to some of the drugs from the 60s. And I do a lot better on those. Um, It is what it is. (laughs) Depression is one of those things. You either fight or you give up. And today I choose to fight. Well, first, Denise, I want to say I'm I'm glad you're fighting. Thank you for fighting. And, 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 and I, you know, we understand depression is another, you know, part of, this is part of the, you know, mental health awareness and it's yikes with uh, the shock therapy. I, if that, God bless you, dear. I don't know. That, that sounds, it sounds like it's a wild, you know, it sounds, I don't know. I yikes, you know, I mean, I've, I know I went to some pretty dark places myself too, Denise sometimes, but. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing about shock therapy is one thing is they don't, they don't really prepare you for it. It's just like, the second time I was more into myself and they do like three and luckily I only needed two apparently, but it's all I'd ever seen before that is what they showed on TV. So I expected, you know, the thing in your mouth and, you know, but they, they're really gentle about it and they try to tie you down. So you're not moving and everything ahead of time. But the things that I would suggest to people are like, when you're done, get some gum because it feels like your brain was taken out of your head, slammed against the wall, and then put back in your head. And the only thing that deals with that is a chewing pressure from your teeth to your brain to help soothe that ache. Yeah. <laughs> no. But it it didn't disrupt the thinking they wanted to disrupt. And some people it works for and some people doesn't. I, again, I would never do it again. And I would never suggest it to anyone to do. That, that's the first time I actually have heard of that before. I've never, you know, I mean, I've heard of many of things, but this is Denise. Thank you. I mean, appreciate that, you know, especially being a little in depth on it too. That's wow. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. You, you, if you want to go more to talk about, please. I'm, you know, you don't be sorry about dear. Um, is, is there anything that you have looked forward to from say from when, you know, from when you went from your old medications to your, what the old school stuff, as I call old school medication to today, have things gotten better, worse, about the same? What, what, what is your, you know, when, do you have any goals that you want to shoot for down the road? I really want to move. 
<laughs> I live in Greenville, South Carolina, and it's uh, the atmosphere is pretty dark right now. Um, I just want to go someplace where it's less. <sighs> political. Yeah, that's a safe word. It's less political for everybody around me because right now it's all, I can't carry, I have a purse that I got for Christmas and it's all Michelle Obama covers from magazines. And yeah, that's not a good thing to carry around here. Oh, geez. Oh, geez. I mean, you have a right as a, as a, a U.S. citizen to be able to carry, walk, and talk as you wish. But there are... As but it say, identifies there, me as who I am, a, yeah. a Democrat and uh, extremely liberal. So, And then you get people who are not. And my choice is to live and let live and not bother about it, but other people have other ideas. And, and it's too bad. It's too bad, Denise, that, that things have to be like that. I'm sorry to hear that. You know, I, No, no. So, so do you have any, so other than moving, do you have any other goals? Would, would, would your moving help your psychological or mental state of mind if you were in a different area of wherever that is? Well, I want to move to Louisiana, but I haven't found a city that's not on a hurricane path yet. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, my second choice is Texas. My dad lives in San Antonio and my best friend lives in uh, Houston. So maybe somewhere in the middle. And uh, so I have my own city, but um, I like the history of it. It's a little hot, but I can deal with that. I hear it's hot and there's, I think maybe snakes and whatever. I don't know. I've heard there's some interesting rodents down in Texas. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I hear. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, Denise. That's what I hear from people. So Fire ants. Fire ants. Fire ants. Oh, yeah, I was, I was born down there. Oh. And my aunt still lives there. Fire ants are a real thing. <laughs> real they problem. have here in Greenville, so yeah. Yikes. Yikes. All right. Anything else, Denise, you would like to share at all as we start out here? Oh, no. no. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, Denise, very much. Appreciate it. We'll head on to our our last uh, last guest this evening so far. Unless one uh, I just see, we just had actually had a new guest up in. So when she gets her mic off, we will uh, introduce her. Um, so Kashef, you are the last one on the list right now because you're on the way on the far end of my screen. So okay. let, 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 let's talk. Let's talk about your mental health. Now you have a yeah. um, you have a I want to call it international background. That's what I always say, you know. Um, yeah. And wh- how how does that you know what what are your kind of you know your mental health as being you and what what do you you know this is something I'd like to give out of curiosity. This is something I'm going to ask everybody to is. How does it affect your everyday activities with people? Oh, it's it's interesting. It that's a good question. It's it's interesting. Um, I mean, on the one hand, you know, having an international background, you get exposure to um, what life is like in the rest of the world. You know, whether it's good or bad. You know, I've I've seen you know some really fancy things. Being able to visit family. You know, traveling. Um, and I've also seen some really, really sad things like, you know, just we take for granted the level of medical care that we can get here in the States, but overseas in some countries, you know, there are people who can't get basic treatment and, you know, they end up crippled and 
rolling around on machinist, you know, or not machinist, uh, but mechanic uh, carts, you know, on the street, because that's the only way they can move. And they just wheel themselves around on their hands. And so, you know, seeing stuff like that growing up as a kid, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, that, that happens. That's not good. You know, it'd be nice if we could do something about that. But then coming back, it's like every time it was a little bit of a culture shock, you know, because, you know, we have so much that we just take for granted. And, and um, sometimes that can, that can be stressful and frustrating to, to see what we are willing to take for granted sometimes, you know, just simple things like wasting food, you know, and, you know, and sustainability ideas and stuff like that, or they're, you know, deeply meaningful in some areas of the world, but here it can be like just a, just another word sometimes. But when people take it seriously, I think, uh, you know, they, they, they usually are thinking about the people that have less, you know, and that, that's one thing that always stood out to me. And, and it caused a little bit of strife in my day to day, you know, <laughs> you know, being slightly, slightly well to do, you know, growing up because my dad was not a doctor, but he worked with doctors, you know, some of the people that, uh, that I came across, they, you know, take money even for granted. And it's just frustrating. You know, it's, it happens in the international world too. So, so, you know, it's not like it's a uniquely American problem of, you know, not caring for others uh, that, that have less, you know, and, and there are plenty of people here who do care, you know, um, but it's just, it would, makes it frustrating when you can, you've seen with your own eyes, you know, how bad it can get for some people and, and then to just, you know, have it be laughed at or things like that. And, and what, 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 I mean, what do you do, you know, now here's, here's, here's a good question for you. What do you do as a, you know, so you, you know, even from like your work standpoint and then like, uh, what, you know, what if, what, what is your mental health? Do you do like a checklist that you have to go through every day, you know, things you got to do, especially because you deal um, with customers on a daily basis. There's things that you got to work with, you know, and then the things, yeah, that you, you know, I've found the yeah, so emotional labor, I don't know if anyone's heard of that word before, but that's something that a lot of people have to do in their work. You know, you have to, um, you know, constantly, you know, make sure that you have the right attitude at work. You have to make sure you constantly have the right, you know, awareness, the right intention with your customers and with your coworkers. And so that, that can take a toll. Uh, for me, I like, I, I have a diagnosis of autism and depression and anxiety and ADHD um, plus I'm a bit gender fluid as well so I've got you know the small list of things I'm high functioning on the autism side so it's not terrible but it's it's noticeable at times <laughs> and um, so doing all of those things for me in particular is, is a bit of a stressor and so I just make it a point um, I don't use a checklist myself, but I would highly recommend a checklist. I just kind of keep in my mind a rotation of like just a few simple ideas, like always being thankful, being mindful and just being trying my best to be humble. You know, th those things carry me through my days usually, but, but there are, there are definitely some checklists that uh, like, I think I sent you a link to that uh, or a picture of that book. Right inside of it it has like worksheets and checklists and everything for how to be resilient um and i think that's that's one of the as a student of psychology i would say that might be the 
you know, my, my recommendation in mental health awareness month is to learn about resilience and how to be resilient in the face of struggles and, and strife. And that is a very that, good point. Yeah, that's okay. It'll keep you healthy, you know. I, I, I agree with you, Kasim. I think, I think being resilient, um, seeing where those demons are, um, find out what, how we can, you know, and, and sometimes it might take more than just one person to be, you know, and, and this is everybody, I mean, everybody, not, not just, you know, you or me or everybody. Sometimes it might take, you know, you might need a friend. You might need, you know, who knows, you call it your neighbor. I don't know. Maybe you have a parent or maybe you have a cousin or a dad or mom, you know you know, someone you can count on and they don't have to be blood related. I mean, they could be anybody. I mean, I mean, just, just add, just add a, uh, you know, honest thing. I could go talk to, uh, I go talk to Brian, you know, and he's somewhere in the middle of the United States and I go talk to Martel, you know, I'm just saying there's people I could, you know, if I really, you know, want to, you know, I'm just not trying to pick on, on these boys, but, you know, but I mean, just example, sometimes, you know, you can make friends, um, you know, and, and, if someone were to come to me, if I'm just going to say, if Denise, Rebecca, Letty, gosh, if anyone came to me and said, hey, listen, I need to talk. I just need to talk to you. You know what? Um, you know what? I would definitely listen. I listen to Brian. I listen to Martel. I listen to anybody. Um, you know, really, any one of my, any anybody, anybody that, um, you know, just needs a good ear. And maybe you just need to get stuff off your chest. Uh, maybe that person is going to make the difference for you to actually still be alive. Um, and that's, that's, I mean, this is the, it's a big, it, it, it's hard. It hurts. Um, it gives people headaches. It gives you a lot of bad bits of bad demons. You know, that's, I guess I always like to say, and that's, that's very hard. Um, yeah. There, there was something I learned when I was in school. It was one thing that stuck with me more than a lot of things. And it was something silly. Like they, they had a rule <laughs> that if you walked on this certain pathway, every person that you saw, like that walked past you you had to at least smile and acknowledge and say hi you know it was just like a silly like school rule that you 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 have to say hi to anyone that you see on that path walking next to the you know student union or something and it helps you know just giving someone a smile you know just as you're walking down the street might make all the difference in their that person's day and you know in that way we can help build other people's resilience too And that's very true, Casa. No, no, gosh. And so now I'm going to actually open up the floor here now. So we're actually, we've talked about where we were, where we're at, where we're going. So now I'm going to open the floor up to see what, what are goals that anybody, you know, if you were to say you were to, you know, someone were to make a phone, call you up or something like that. So um, I'm going to let everyone unmike un- themselves and, I will just let, I'm just going to let everyone go ahead and I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and I'll be last. So whoever wants to start, you know, what, what's, what is one thing, you know, being that this is mental health awareness, what is one thing you could actually help somebody or you have helped somebody? Um, if someone calls you text, you know, does a social media app, some of like that, what is one thing that you could actually help them with that you might be very skilled in, you know, what's something that you could actually help them with. So I might want to start. You welcome anyone. Everyone has the floor, so whoever wants to start, you're welcome to go ahead. And could you give an example of what you mean? Please? Sure, Denise. Sure. So, well, let's let we'll, let's use this as an example. Let's say that um, I'm. Let's just say, Denise, it's you and I, and I message you on one of the social media 
apps and say, Lisa, I'm really having a hard day and, and I don't know who to talk to. And this and that, you know, and would you have a few minutes just, just talk about it? Maybe, maybe could be someone just having a hard, hard, you know, maybe having a rough day or maybe, you know, um, not to pick on Rebecca here, you know, maybe, maybe just found out that a family member just wound up getting, you know, uh, you know, now having, you know, let's get MRI done, or maybe they have, you know, a disease, you know, something that might not be curable. Um, you know, what, what are, what are things that as a person, if they bring up some kind of a medical wise, I guess we'll say as the example, they call you up, say, I need to talk to you about this. I just need someone to talk to, you know, I'm just having a rough day, having a hard time with this. Um, Brian, you want to start out? Well, you know, I'm, and excuse me, my chair, my chair makes this sound. Everybody that joins my live on TikTok knows this, but um, I have a, I have a question and I, and I, and I want to. I want to be clear with this because I really am concerned that people might perceive this the wrong way, but um, mental health, mental health awareness month. Let's, let's talk about social media. Let's talk about um, friendships that we gain on social media that sometimes we hold in higher regard than real life relationships. And, and does that condition of living within the social media world now create more depression? Does it create more depression when everyone you reach out to is this digital version of somebody through your phone instead of somebody that you can put your arms around and get a hug from or you know, that can physically help you, that can physically show up and make sure that you're okay. That's one of my fears right now. I feel like we've ran into this, uh, this digital social media world and we are depending on people that we meet online to help keep us straight. And, and that's uh, not st- theoretically straight. Um, so that's one of my fears. That's what I, that's what I fear. I fear whenever somebody reaches out to me with, with a real mental health uh, emergency that I can't actually do anything for them except for to give them my words and comfort. And for me, that's not enough. You know what I mean? For me, it needs to be somebody that shows up and says, I'm driving you to the hospital or somebody, you know what I mean? And we're kind of devoid of those people. So uh, that's my question. I, I, if if you don't mind, Denise, I, I wanted to re- reply to um, to Brian and in regard to that fear and you know your fear is not necessarily unfounded. I literally just like two days ago read an article uh, from a neuroscientist who was talking about how uh, he was worried that we were inadvertently causing changes to our brains that we weren't necessarily aware of by using phones in the ways that we do. And he just brought it to a point of not being fearful of it, but just being aware that, you know, yeah, you know, the way that we use stuff can change your brain and it might change it like structurally in the long run. So, you know, people can literally get addicted to the internet you know, just as much as they can get addicted to, to, you know, cocaine or whatever. So, so yeah, you're, you're right to be a little fearful, but, but at the same time, don't let that fear, uh, 
bother you too much, you know, because you, one, you noted, noticed something that uh, a neuroscientist also noticed and he, he's, he's on the case. It sounds like. <laughs> well, again, I mean, I come from, I mean, I'm, I'm coming from a standpoint of, I have, uh, I have had a following in the past where people, you know, we all consider each other close friends, you know, and, and when they reach out to me with a real medical emergency, I can't do anything. You know what I mean? There, there are some things you can do. Um, even if you can't physically go over there and help them, you know, if you had to, you could call the local law enforcement and ask for them to do a welfare check, which is a scary thing to do. And it's a scary thing to have done to you. But if you know the person and you know they need to get to the hospital immediately and you would have driven them there if you could have, sometimes that's the right thing to do. You know, it, it's um, it's not easy. I've been in that boat myself before having to make that kind of a call for someone before. And um, it's not easy, but, but the, you can do that. And that is, you know, a function that unfortunately the police have had to do. But um, maybe someday in the future, it'll be like an army of social workers out there that you would be calling instead of the police. But <laughs> but the police do have training in how to handle that. So, you know, even if you're not there, there are people that are trained that can handle that. You could even call a hospital and ask for their local recommendations on who who they could um, call themselves, you know, as the person that's, you know, experiencing uh, the mental health trauma. You know, they, they, they could you could potentially guide them to the right resources as well in their local area, but just by making a couple of phone calls. I would add that, uh, and I'm going to speak for myself that like I joined TikTok in at the beginning of April, but I live alone. My entire family does not live in this state. I don't have any friends in this city. All my friends were younger than me and they moved out to other cities, cities. So COVID has been really hard on people as far as communicating, getting out in the world, because it's really hard to do that when you're not supposed to. So as we get our vaccinations and people start getting back out in the world, I think things will change a little bit. You know, of course, we're going to have some changes with the neurology of it, but I think a lot of that need to communicate and touch people is going to weigh more than talking through a phone or a computer. Yeah, it, it helps. It, yeah. Yeah. Rebecca, do you want to say anything at all? Did you want to put anything in at all or not? I know she's on mute over there. Did you want to, do you want to say something? Uh, just that, uh, you know, I, appreciate being invited to this it's, it's pretty cool you know um it's nice to know you know you're not alone and that is as, as you know much as you think that you're the only one going through something and you hear you know people have similar stories and it, it kind of helps so yeah that's all. That's all yeah. I wanted. Well, th it's, thank you, thank you, Rebecca. Thank you very much. Um, Kasha, you're, you're gonna you're safe. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to add that you're 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 never alone. You know, even if you're not anywhere near the people that 
are with you. There are always people out there with you somewhere. You just may not ever meet them, you know, <laughs> but someone somewhere that you've never met might pull a string that, you know, helps you somehow. Yeah, yes. I, know. I was responding to that going, yeah, you're right. You can hear me because I muted, but you're right. <laughs> but sometimes it just feels like this is the whole world. Cause I even work from home. So. Well, so let me, let me, can I ask a question? Cause I mean, I feel like mental health be, being mental health awareness month, as you've brought up mental health becomes this unreasonably large category. You know what I mean? And it tends to affect every single person we know. And when a, when a problem when a problem affects every single person we know, um, does it lose its specialness? Do we as human beings look around and go, well, okay, so you're having a tough time? What you know? What? And I'm not. I'm playing devil's advocate here. Please trust me. I love oh. and I try to I try to invest in everybody that I can. But does it get to the point? where people say, what your problems aren't so bad. You don't have it so rough. Why, why, why do I need to, why do I need to listen to you whenever I have much worse problems going on? You know what I mean? And that's the, that's the hurdle that, that we've got to figure out how to overcome as human beings. We've got to start saying just because you're depressed and I'm depressed and I might have more reasons to be depressed than you. That doesn't mean that your depression doesn't need to be valued and, and have empathy towards. You know, there's a phrase that, that even psychiatrists um, will, will use at times as an analogy. And there's such a stigma to mental health right now that, you know, it's important to not devalue someone because of that stigma but at the same time you're on to something that you know when it comes down to it a psychiatrist might tell you that yeah you know if, if you break your arm you're gonna go to the hospital and get it fixed most likely and if if, if you got something that's messed up with your head for a second you, you should just probably go to the hospital real quick or talk to a psychiatrist you know you don't have to go to the hospital for most routine mental but that's, health what I'm, that's what i'm saying issues. if everybody's walking around with a broken arm like if everybody mm-hmm. has the same problem, if mental health is just this gigantic, uh, very generic term that we use and everybody has this problem, then nobody yeah. has this problem. What, what happens in we, society is it ends up becoming nobody's problem because it's already everybody's problem. The, the thing is that um, bringing awareness to it is key like we've made strides i think since um you know since any of us were growing up we've just constantly been making strides in mental health awareness but you know a few years ago in the african-american community it was still considered to be uh according to like some of the studies i'd read it was it was still considered to be you know a shameful thing if you have a mental health problem you're not supposed to talk about it but you know it should be talked about no different than like oh man i just broke my arm yesterday or i sprained my thumb or you know i pulled my you know uh stomach muscle or 
know, any kind of routine thing that you wouldn't have a problem mentioning, you know, the ideal, I think, from the perspective of mental health is that, yeah, you know, I just had an episode of depression, unfortunately, and, you know, thankfully I was able to get it, you know, taken care of and, you know, it just carried on with my life. I just thought of something that was kind of funny that happened just yesterday with my 14-year-old daughter. Um, I uh, I didn't realize she had messaged me on my phone. I didn't realize she didn't go into school yesterday. And her mom had messaged me and said, hey, um, um, your daughter's having a rough day. Can't, maybe you should give her a call or check in with her because she's just having a breakdown and I can't talk to her right now. And I was like, well, she at home? She's like, yeah, she's at home. So I messaged her. And she said that she took a mental health day. Um, she's 14 years old. Like, I'm 48 years old. I'm going to be that kind of grumpy old dad that's like, okay, listen, you're 14 years old. What the hell do you have to be worried about that, you know, you need a mental health day? But the ironic thing of it was, and, and listen, we had a great conversation. And, and I did say that. And then she corrected me and said, you know what? At 14, my problems are just as big as your problems. You know, which was awesome because my daughter is so smart for her to say that, saying at 14, my problems are just as big as your problems, dad, you know, and just that reminder. But I found out that there is actually an excuse to not go to school now because you need to have a mental health day. I mean, it used to be a joke, like where people wouldn't go into work and be like, I'm taking a mental health day. You know, it's like, you know, but you'd have to have a different excuse than that. You couldn't just say, hey, I don't want to go into work because I'm just not feeling it, you know. But oh, there was an actual, that's an actual excuse not to go to school, at least for her. It was saying, hey, listen, today I cannot deal with what's going to go on at school. I need to step away from it. And I was just like, as an old, as an old man, I'm like, I can't believe that that's actually a thing. But then I also thought, I'm glad that's a thing. That's how dangerous our society is right now. You know, we're, we're so geared to high productivity and being the best in the world at everything that, yeah, you know, kids are going to school and they're breaking their arms, you know, in gym class, but they're also breaking their brains in math class, you know, or in computer science class or biology or chemistry or, you know, there, there are people that can just be crushed under the weight of that pressure and it's not healthy, you know. Uh, that's something else to to be aware of is is the level of intensity that you know that we're going through that as a culture that um you know even kids are are affected by issues that you wouldn't expect to see except in an adult but as a dad that's my question as a dad that's older i had to suffer and suffer through all of those emotional traumas in school Listen, I had, you know, the scary moments where, you know, I was going to have to get into a fight with somebody, you know, and he's going to meet me in the parking lot and all those things. And those for a kid growing up are incredibly traumatizing. You know what I mean? Um, there's a lot of stress involved with in going to school and I had to survive those things. And I, as an old man, says the reason why I am as I am today is because I had to survive those things. And a part of me says, if you take those things away and don't make it, don't make those challenges exist. These are children, and I get that, but they're children that are still developing reason. They're still developing social skills, how to combat, how to avoid combat. All of these different things have to be learned in this environment. And if you take all of those things away, there's a part of me, just a part of me that says, 
you lessen that child's ability to grow up into a functioning adult. And I know that's super old person thing to say, like, get off my lawn, kids. But but I do believe that some of surviving those challenges are important for development. Now, um, I will preference that with saying I'm never going to put my kids in a situation where they should cry or be afraid or things like that. I mean, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the everyday life of social involvement. You know what I mean? And that's what she was Being running resilient. away from. So, Resilience yeah. is, the, so, is the psychology word for that. So do we, do we, you know, like whenever I told her, I said, Hey, listen, you don't have the, I mean, you don't, you're 14. You don't have problems that would require for you to remove yourself from a a social environment. And her response was just because I'm 14, it doesn't mean that my problems are any less important than your problems that hit me really hard. But I also realized that she only has her, what she's experienced so far to measure it against. Now, Becky and I and you, um, we all have a lot more life experiences to measure those traumas and that mental stability against. We know when we're going to um, typically become non-social. We know when we're doing things that are not engaging normally with, with the people around us. We recognize those moments that we're like, I know that I'm going off the deep end right now. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, because we've, because we've had that reasoning part of our brain completely developed, even though mental health can affect that, we still know most of the time, even people that are suffering from severe bipolar disorder know when they're moving into that area where people start worrying about them or they're going to screw up or they shouldn't be around other people. I mean, we all feel those moments as adults, you know what I'm saying? Um, And the original question was, how do we react to people around us? And I will share my actual answer. My actual answer is, is that I've dealt with a lot of friends of mine that come back from uh, that are combat veterans and they've come back from very, very traumatizing PTSD. And I've had to several times remove a friend of mine from a social situation because I could recognize that they were going into an episode, you know what I mean? And so like literally physically grabbing them by the arm and just gently pulling them away from the environment and walking them out to a place where there is no noise and there is no things like, you know, things that are just adding on to that overstimulation and just calmly saying, you're going to get through this. I'm going to stay right here with you until you get through it. Letting them go down on their knees and start crying and letting, I mean, I've seen it develop in many different ways and I'm no therapist, but people outside that don't have never had the training or the experience within this, they look at that episode as um, scary. They look at it like, oh man, Jake's really losing it. And maybe we should call the cops. Maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do that. You know, Um, sometimes just one-on-one taking somebody to the side, letting them cry, letting them punch something, letting them be, a little bit batty, letting them, you know, and I mean that very respectfully, but letting them bounce off of you or letting them know that they're not alone, but they can go over to this corner and they can react 
without yeah. judgment. I, I, I think I think that's definitely a, a overall a good idea. I would add a caveat that in the mental health world, they you know they are first responders for for mental health trauma. You know, people in the hospitals, people in clinics, um, people in social work environments, nurses, emergency room doctors, emergency room nurses, they're all really the first responders. We're, we're witnesses or victims out here in the regular world. So really like, you don't want to, you don't want to get too deep into like telling a person what to do. You might have to tell them what not, not to do rather what not to do. <laughs> um, but um, you do want to defer to the mental health professionals when it comes to telling someone what to do. So um, one, one thing that came to mind while you were speaking that, you know, you don't always have to go to the cops either. You know, you, you could, I know with some uh, mental health providers, they have a nurse that's available on call. And you could just remind the person, you know, I just call your on call nurse real quick and make sure that, you know, have them make sure you're okay. You know, they, they have mechanisms in place at a lot of these institutions to, to actually help, um, you know, in an emergency. Um, and if they I, I don't, don't, I don't, they'd say, I, don't dis- I don't disagree with you, but the problem is, is that we don't call the doctors when we're sick. I mean, we, we avoid the medical profession as much as, I mean, the majority of people, there's some people that some people run every single time, but I can guarantee you, I could cut like four or five inches into my skin and have a very severe cut. I'm not going to the doctors to get it stitched up. I'm, I mean, I'm that person, you know what I'm saying? So like people aren't going to always run to medical professionals, even for mental health. And so, uh, Empathy and awareness, and that's why this month exists, empathy and awareness, we have to have some tools that average everyday people can understand. I think that's how we get mental health awareness out there is that we empower people with at least the same thing as life-saving CPR that we teach in school, that we have some type of basic life-saving mental health, yeah. you know, aspects that we can cover. I don't know what they are. I've never heard them. I've never heard anybody. There, that's, that's why I am so cautious about the idea of, you know, really intervening, you know, doing an intervention is, is an idea that people have, but, you know, doing interventions just on a whim is something that could be detrimental to someone's mental health. You know, you, you might inadvertently be triggering them. You might inadvertently be causing a reaction in their mind that you didn't intend to. And from, you know, no, no fault of your own other than not having, you know, the seven to 10 or 12 years of training that it takes to become a mental health professional. You know, they, they spend years and years learning little tricks and then, they spend the rest of their lives learning and developing new tricks to, to help people, you know, just by talking I, I, yeah. alone. And I, and and I, and I, I I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing with you, but my, my specific example that I was bringing up was combat veterans, PTSD. Um, I do have training within that. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's why I was talking yeah. specifically about my friends yeah. that, that have this PTSD. Um, I think but, that's great. If, if we had something like that, like in, in a mental health training session for every physical health training session you get in high school, you know? Yeah. That something like that would, would probably be quite helpful. But you're muted. Yeah, you're yeah, muted. I'm myself. There we go. I got to actually unmute myself. <laughs> I'm the host here. So as as we uh, actually actually these guys appreciate you guys kind of back and forth. Yeah, I actually let's touch a little more on social media. I mean, to be honest, here, social media has social media with also with you know with the mental health and then what we also got COVID. People wearing masks. Some people not wearing masks. Some people getting vaccines, not getting vaccines. You know, there's all these things that scare people that, you know, you think of all these supposed, you know, oh, this could happen, that could happen, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and it, it takes mental health to a whole new level. Um, and, and Brian brought this up earlier was with social media is that you're not connecting in person. You're just connecting via a phone, via a computer, via some electronic device, you know, so you, you, it is good in a way. I do agree with that, but sometimes maybe actually getting out. Um, and, and I understand with, with COVID, it does make it a lot harder. Um, some people, you know, with, you know, the biggest thing is, and I've noticed people too, is the mental health thing is that this whole wearing a mask thing. I hear a lot of people, a lot. I mean, I just run into people. I don't even know, even at people at work, you know, that I've seen right And they, they said, you know, I, I hear it a lot that, it, it drives them nuts, you know, and it, it does, it makes them, it makes them kind of, you know, just crazy about stuff that, you know, we want to go back to no mask, go be able to touch people, high five them, give them a hug, you know, um, do all the normal routines we did, you know, as human beings. And it, it does drive people. I mean, I can tell you sometimes it does, you know, some days I could see people are awesome and some days people are just, holy crap, you know, just like, why are they, you know, that way? And, and a lot of them, a lot of them come back to the mask, you know, a lot of them will blame the mask, you know, their mental health, you know, is unstable due to wearing a mask. Well, again, we were recommended by the CDC to do this until we can get this under control with vaccines. Um, you know, we, you know, we had, we had something coming, I guess, but um, you know what? That's so, an interesting point. You know, so what if, what, I mean, what is social, like, you know, these topics, social media and in COVID vaccines, testing, everything like that, you know, how, how does that, you know, wearing a mask every day, how does that affect, you know, certain people that have to do it? Now, not everyone has to, some people are actually able to work from home. That's awesome. Um, uh, as the guest host, I actually have to be out in public and actually work and see people all day long. So, um, but majority of people actually do wear a mask, um, but I hear a lot of people that just, you know, this, they, they just like, you know, I need to take a day off here or there. Just so I don't have to wear, don't wear a mask at work. And it's, you could tell their stability and their mental health is just, it's deteriorated by just that mask sometimes, you know, but uh, I, I'm going to yeah. open up the floor on those and let you guys go with it. So anyone that wants to start, go ahead. So. I've well, you know, well, you know me, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you, you go ahead. You spoke first. I am I, I am a total jerk when it comes to this conversation because COVID, um, politics, all of these things 
it seems to continue to push us into a us versus them conversation over and over and over again. And I feel like so many people have felt alienated by their family, their friends, um, you know, people they trusted um, because of differences in perceived values of things, whether it's valuing masks and whether you fall on the side of, you know, wearing masks will save lives or, you know, wearing masks is dumb and it's against my freedom and all this other kind of stuff. And, and I think that if COVID did anything good, if we're going to just stay positive, if COVID did anything good, it at least forced a large predominance of, God, I hate to use the word, but those people on that anti-mask side because they were quarantined and they were not allowed to go back to work and their kids were forced to stay home and all these things they were subject to is things that people with mental health issues sometimes deal with every day of their lives. Isolation and inability to, you know, people, I'm not peopling today or inability to be out in large crowds and all these different things. It forced some of, those people, I hate using that so much, but it forced them to have a forced empathy moment. You know what I mean? And experience what some people with mental health conditions go through every day of their lives. And and that that does a very good point. I mean, you know, it does mean it's what side left, right, up, down, whichever direction you're going in. I mean, it's to be honest with you. Yes. I mean, we, you know, it, it do, does take a strain on you. Wearing a mask does take mental health to a next level that we've never experienced. Um, you know, I mean, I understand the 1920s, they had the Spanish flu and they had to wear them for two years. I mean, so people had a mental health, you know, there was probably a lot of breakdowns there. And then kids are, you know, some kids are going back to school finally, but they were having mental health problems. I mean, you talked about your four-year-old, Brian. I mean, I've, I can't tell you how many times I hear from parents at, the place I work for with their kids, just having mental breakdowns just by the minutes. They just can't handle not interacting with other students, seeing their friends, you know, doing this online thing that everyone thought was the you know greatest thing in the world is actually hurting, not just adults, but kids alone too. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's a, you know, there's not an easy, and, and I'm glad to see schools are opening up. They're getting the, the kids back. They're trying to, you know, without doing online. I mean, I've, I've heard of some parents that just say they are going to start homeschooling because it's a lot safer for them. Well, again, that's your decision. And if you feel that the mental health of everyone around is going to be safer that way, that's fine. But um, Kasha, if you wanted to, to put a little information on that, please, by all means. Yeah, thanks. And I, I just wanted to apologize for uh, interrupting. I, I struggle with the back and forth of communication sometimes. So I, you know, I've, I've honed my skills a bit on that, but I do, I do apologize. I'm still getting used to the whole zoom conversation uh, thing uh, as well. Um, but yeah, you both brought up fantastic points. Like, not only do some people get mentally traumatized by wearing a mask, but there are some people who get mentally freed by wearing a mask, you know, and some, some people feel less safe with a mask. Some people feel more safe with a mask. So, you know, it just reinforces in my mind, the idea that everybody's different. And, you know, while yes, you know, 
if we're talking about like ignoring everything else if we're talking about just a mask should you wear a mask yes or no science says well yeah you probably should but if you don't ignore everything else there's a lot of gray in there you know like do you really need to wear a mask if you're standing outside with no one around you know do you need to if there's one person standing there 30 feet away 20 feet away 10 feet away etc you know there, there's a lot of gray and i think you know we didn't this is our first time in america dealing with masks overseas in asia where they've been dealing with these kinds of respiratory viruses for so long they're they're used to it masks are you know just a part of life now so you know it might change that it eventually becomes a part of life where you know yeah you might get made fun of if you wear a mask but you know you know <laughs> there's still uh people smiling under their masks sometimes that you're know, sweet i don't have to actually try to smile everywhere <laughs> I mean, and that does bring up good points. You know, I mean, it's to in the good points. Some people love wearing a mask. Um, some people don't. You know, it's kind of hit and miss. Um, to me, um, I will tell you, I like wearing a mask. Um, it does kind of cover up my face a little bit. Kind of does give me a little more protection. Um, when the mask thing is done, I guess depending on where I go, what I do, maybe I will wear it once in a while myself, just for safety concerns. You know, maybe and. And that doesn't, and, and that's true, Kashyap. I mean, Japan, China, a lot of the Asian countries, um, they've had so many different airborne and, and, and also, you know, diseases. And you've seen a lot of the world news. Um, you'll see a lot where you'll see people actually have to wear a mask because it's hard. You know, this, there, there could be some going around where this they need this area or this region or this section to all wear a mask just to cover, you know. Make them make sure that they don't get it, and something could happen. I mean, um, Japan not not to pick on Japanese, but you see it a lot. Like I said, that's a big it's a big thing over there. Um, their federal government makes it mandatory if a certain area is actually under some kind of disease or flu that makes them actually have to wear a mask. Um, they don't have a choice. You know, they don't they don't have the constitutional rights like they do in America. But people will brag about their their religious freedoms or their declaration of independence and everything else where it says nothing to do with this. Um, it has to do with these science and, and what is going on in the world. So just to be real, clear, real. there's no constitutional right that tells you, you don't have to wear a mask. There's Correct. nothing written in the constitution about that. Correct. I mean, Correct. I'm adding a little bit of humor to this, no, but no, most... that's, that's fine. And, it's, and, I, and, and another thing is in, in talking about middle health awareness and 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 putting and i'm not getting on to you about the topic but get, but putting in a conversation about whether or not wearing a mask is going to make you i mean old man get off my lawn statement again at some point we have to say that's not that's not an issue that we should be being depressed over put a damn mask on help save your neighbor whatever and and maybe this is just me being insensitive and you guys can say, Hey, that's insensitive. But uh, you know, I think it takes away from the conversation of real mental health issues. Like it takes away from the conversation of people that are suffering from real depression, not because of COVID or because of being quarantined or any of these kinds of things, but because they, they have a broken arm scenario that we just talked about they have a mental 
illness. I can't give the same credibility to to Joe Bob that just doesn't want to wear a mask to the Piggly Wiggly as I give to somebody that's legitimately suffering from depression. You know what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying here? Because I feel like it takes away from somebody that's actually suffering. Yeah, you're you're totally right. And, you know, I think uh, it's important from a mental health perspective to clarify that, that people aren't necessarily mentally ill, like they have an illness, they're a person with an illness. And, and also, I think they're trying to get away from mental illness as a word uh, to some extent, but there's not much else, else to replace it right now. But it, it's, it's struggling as a word, let's put it that way. So, you know, you don't want to call people ill necessarily. And so, some people might have, they might not have a, a mental illness. They might have a neurological condition, you know that causes them to experience uh, pain and suffering through depression or, you know, through anxiety and and other people might be experiencing life stress and that can cause depression and anxiety too, you know, just life or work stress alone or COVID, you know? So you're right. You know, it, it, you know, it can take away from people who have neurological issues that are the source of the problem. But, but um, at the same time, you shouldn't, shouldn't necessarily denigrate people for having, you know, stress-induced illness either yeah i think that's well, and, and, what and, i wanted to say on that yeah and and you know the dsm the dsm-5 which identifies most of the conditions that fall within mental health um and and mental illness and i know we don't like to use that term i mean it started out as a pamphlet you know and now it's 800 pages deep right it started out as something that could sit in the doctor's office in a in a shelf, and that's just you know, the American as, version. There's a as European a, as a pamphlet, you know. And now it's this this novels and novels and novels of of mental health conditions. Um, when when do we start treating it like a real? When do we as Americans, because that's the only thing I can speak on, start treating mental health? as a real health issue because there is very few other conditions that we suffer from that has this amount of pages devoted to it. Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, you can say that you can say that it's all made up and look at uh, everybody's just trying to find everything wrong in the world. But the reality is, is the science and medicine and medical doctors have identified it as probably the most predominant problem in from what I understand, American society, and based off of the information that's put into the DSM-5, very much classifies mental health as probably a pandemic larger than things that we've recently had to deal with. You know, um, we've got 22 soldiers coming back to America from all over the world right now. All of our soldiers are coming back. Every day, 22 American soldiers take their lives because of PTSD directly associated with post-traumatic stress disorder and suicide because of post-traumatic stress disorder is obviously a mental health issue, but the army and Navy and all the, you know, all the medical professionals within our armed services, very, very small amount of resources are dedicated to that. You know, I would say that in this vein, 
And I don't really mean to be this morbid, but it's going to take the right person to die. And I don't mean like the average everyday American. But Who's the right person? Like, I want to interrupt you just because I love you and you know that I mean this. Is it Robin Williams? Is that the right person? No, I, no, you know I wish I mean? it was because we'd be dealing with Sonny it more Bono? seriously. Yeah, is it? I mean... Who's the right person? Because yeah, we've lost so well, many people to mental health I, issues. I was going there. It's yeah, going to have to affect people higher up than Robin Williams and Sonny Bono. I'm talking like someone. The, like a president or, you know, something like a. Really. I mean, it's really hard to imagine who gets bigger than movie celebrities, but yeah. Yeah. I don't as wish- long as we still view mental health issues as a weakness. We will discredit. Who doesn't matter how high that person is, they will be discredited as soon as it's done because of a mental health issue, and that's the problem. You Unless know what I mean? They kill people. And that's already been every single shooting that we have. Mental stability is the number one thing they bring up. You know, with these, again, these shootings I'm- and stuff. I I I I I, I don't know. Um, we're getting into a th- an unsolvable conversation. But I agree with you, Denise. I 100% agree with you. It's a conundrum. It's just, you got to keep turning the Rubik's Cube until you get all the colors right. I I think you might, you might have, you might have seen, I I really hesitate to bring this topic up, but you might have seen, I think, Nancy Pelosi speaking um, to the news media um, shortly after the Capitol riots, I think. Uh, or before, I can't recall. Uh, but at one point, she was speaking to the news to let people know that the national, the, you know, launch codes were safe. You know, so yeah, like if we're talking, it needs to be something bigger than like a movie celebrity that's known around the world. The only thing I can think of are you know things like the Cold War, or the you know the clock that's almost at midnight, and you know, world-ending destruction, you know, that level of thing happening should be terrifying. <laughs> you yeah. know, having, uh, you know, we should not have to wait for that to actually happen. One would hope. Right. Well, I think, you know, and and and, and I want to just interject that, like, one of my problems with social media, which was the original question, and living through this digital world that we've created around us is that we all become armchair warriors and we're all capable of having an opinion to share with each other, just like we're doing here. And we all feel empowered to have our opinions heard. And we all feel that we have a protected team of people that we can exist within, but we have forgotten that it is, not an us versus them conversation. It is a us versus us conversation. And we lack the ability to figure out how to get back into a functional, real world, you know, engagement. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's the thing that I worry about mental health and mental health awareness is that if we keep living strictly in this, this, this box whether it's on our desk or in our hand, and we feel that every important connection and relationship we have is within this box, I think that that is a huge gateway to real depression. 
you know, whenever you need somebody to be there. So my, my, my question is, can we reach out and live a real life again, at least with one or two people and reach out and say, I need to see you and have lunch with you. And I need to be with you. And I need to give you my phone number. And I need to give you a key to my place in case I, I have a severe issue. And I need you to do the same so that if you have an issue, I can go help you. You know what I mean? Getting real people back involved in our lives. I think that has to be an answer. That has to be part of the answer. You know what I'm saying? Can I throw something back at you? So this whole this whole um, society like grief that we have going on these days, like society's broken. You know that idea? Yeah. You know, in the military, it sounds like you have military background of some extent or or the other. Um, but um, they have simulations for how to go to war, right? And they have video game simulations even. On one level, maybe what we're doing with social media is just training ourselves how to be good people again and have a good society. And maybe, you know, there's something else on the other side of the phone that we just haven't got to yet. This is all very true. This is all very true, guys. I'm going to actually going to, I'm actually going to introduce one of our new guests actually that's showing up actually that's on the other side of the world. Um, and uh, as soon as she actually unmutes herself, Miss Caitlin, um, I'm actually going to introduce her. And she's actually from way, way, way across. So we're actually 16 hours. She's 16 hours ahead of us um, in the, unless I'm wrong, Caitlin, give me wrong, uh, Sydney, Australia. And that is the, I believe, uh, somewhere in the either western or northwestern part of the state, the country of Australia. Now she's going to, she actually will tell us. International-wise. Hi, Caitlin. Yeah. How, are you? How are you? I'm actually in South Sydney. Okay, South Sydney. So I was close. I mean, off maybe by a few kilometers, maybe, I don't know, whatever it is, you know. But so so how here, – here's my question. Now, these are all my friends. Um, we have Kasha, Brian, uh, my little sister Letty, Denise, and Rebecca are all from the United States of, you know, craziness. So that's where we're from. Uh, that's where we're allocated. And so how, how is here, here, the question I started with, how was your mental health from when you first started? I talked about myself, when I started out and I knew I was transgender years ago, dragged my feet, had some really dark places in my life. Um, where have you started? You know, where did you notice you had a lot of mental health problems and where did you finally decide this is it? I'm going to stop. I'm going to, someone kick me in the butt, someone move me forward. And, and how have you progressed and where are you at now? With my transition with you can talk about anything from from the beginning to that however you want to do it well i guess because we've talked before so you know a bit about it so yeah so i've known that ever since i was a child i was more female but back in the 90s you never really talked about it so i always try to be happy as a male even my boyfriend, who we sh- we've been together 14 years now. Don't know how. And so, so up until, it was like up until 2017, I just tried to, I tried to do everything to be happy as a male. I played football as a kid. 
played baseball. I'm sorry, my grandma's calling on my mobile phone. It's okay. Take your time, Caitlin. It's okay. This sometimes it gets to be a little, you know, mental health is a hard thing to talk about. So it's fine. You got to take a breath. Take a breath here. It's fine. This is okay. And I actually still enjoy watching baseball. See any blue socks? Are they, are they actually doing all right? For This is a quick question, even though it's not about mental health. Are they actually doing all right? Actually, I mean, I haven't watched the game lately, but. Um, oh, yeah, they're doing fine. They're, they're resting quite well. That's good. That's good. All right. So I'll see you at the moment. So, so where, so from where you are now and with your, your partner, do you feel that you are moving in the right direction now and going forward mentally, not to, not just physically, but mentally? Oh, mentally, my, my emotions in the last six, seven weeks have been fucked. Like really screwed. Like I haven't really been leaving the house that much. But it's more like the borderline personality sort of side of things. And last week being playing up with a tongue piercing, as I, you know. Yeah. Cut out with bolt cutters. Fun. <sighs> Which I feel naked about. And then got the memory loss. So yeah. So so how here's my question, Caitlin. How do you deal with you know if we all have our day to day routines? How does you know you know my routine might be different from yours and from Denise, you know from Rebecca, from Brian. Um, you know what what you know what are things that you can do to actually better yourself every you know as you you know when you wake up. Granted. It's actually the Friday morning over there, so we're ahead of the you're ahead it of the but yes, it, so for you it is. We're we're still in uh, Thursday evening. Um, <laughs> we haven't Friday. got to Friday yet. <laughs> someday we'll someday soon we'll get there. But uh, so what 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 do you want to do on a day by day basis? And what you know what what are things in Australia as as a, a country? What are you know what are accessibly things that you can you know access? You know like maybe. Um, United States, they have two on one. Um, that's the phone number to call for any kind of mental health problems or. Well, I'm linked every in New South Wales in our state. During the day, every hospital has their own mental health acute care team. So I'm, I'm, quite, I'm not sure. I think. Then that it's like a new whole New South Wales statewide phone number. And I've been contacted so many times. Every time the, my my address comes up, they just know where where, where I'm where to go. It's like, yeah, Caitlin, that girl's probably suicide again. So, hey, have you done have you done things to better yourself from you know? Now, I, I will say now on a mental standpoint, um, I've actually interacted a lot with Caitlin. I mean, I've met her known her for about five months. I mean, I know she's had some rough patches there. And uh, first of all, first of all, first of all, I'd like to thank you, and I, and I also like to thank everyone else. I'm glad that everyone is pushing through. Um, this is this as a, as a guest host, I do appreciate everyone still choosing to be alive. This is one thing I will say. 
So, Caitlin, I wanted to also thank you for sticking around and not, you know, um, you know. One thing, the one thing yeah, I've done. Easy. The one thing I've done for myself to stop me from making attempts is, well, that tattoo. My story isn't over yet. On my arm, which has stopped me a few times. It's beautiful. And being, I've got mental health first aid, more active in the community. So, um, as Chris Claire knows, um, I volunteer with the local state emergency service. As you see, my background, I went, I helped out with the Anzac Day March the other week. Congratulations. Great, great job. Great job, by the way, Kayla. Great job. Yeah. Got to off the local Channel 9 News and thought it was fun. Uh, no. Oh, go, go ahead, Kayla. No, go ahead. Oh, you no, you go ahead first here. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't really like media. Well, I could I could tell you here that this this podcast actually broadcasted all over the world. So actually, you will actually be able to hear this. You'll hear yourself, um, which is great. I mean, I actually am very proud of it. What what is um you know you know you you work with a um uh I believe a state or federal organization that's called state S- state okay. yeah the state so and, like each state has their own okay so like Queensland has their own state emergency service. New South Wales has their own, which my, I was talking to my father a couple of months ago and he's like, did you know that Queensland has, to, has to, well, was the first one that has the, the first Queensland new, emergency, state emergencies? I'm like, yeah, I would believe that, that Queensland would be the first one to have the Queensland state emergency service. That's like, would you believe that New South Wales was the first one to have the New South Wales state emergency service? It's not owned by by Australian government, Dad. So, so what what uh, what Ken's referred to is there's there is a actually a division called the SES, and that's based in Australia. Now, I don't know the background on all because Caitlin is actually the professional behind it, but it's similar to what we have in the states of like if you had um, like emergency situations, kind of similar to like a combination of FEMA. Um, and then also like your police and fire departments kind of, that's kind of what the combination is. Um, there are, you know, fire, you know, fire departments, this and that, but, um, now Kaylin, this is the big question. This is the big, this is what I really want to know. Does SES, now I believe you and I talked about this. Do they actually help people in the, the, with like mental health awareness month, which is going on. And it's not just in the States, but all over the world. Do they actually help and assist people, um, when need be? During, you know, or have you ever done this? That's not a question to bring up. If if we're out on a job and it's a person who needs assistance at the time, okay, it's like I'm, I'm, I myself is mentally, I got mental first health aid trained. So I could, yes, I could do it. So as long as it, so as long as your the, the member is trained to do it, we can render that assistance. If you're not, no. But so we don't really step out of the boundaries of our training. 
because everything we do would be reported to the New South Wales coroner. So, if, like, if you do something and that person dies, then you're accountable for it. Oh, wow. Oof. Wow. Yikes. That's why, like, I support, I, I talk to a lot of trans people on Messenger when they get depressed. And the first thing I always ask is, how are you feeling now? Are, do you feel safe? And that's basically me protecting myself, saying, in case afterwards, an hour later, they go and commit suicide, then the police come ask me and go, what happened? I was talking to you, but then later they killed someone. Well, I asked them, what's happening? But, and now they're dead. Well, I asked them. They didn't present anything saying they were going to do, it, do anything. So I didn't, I didn't report it. There's no reason for it. Can I ask a question? Go ahead, Kasha. Sure. You have a question for for uh, Caitlin, I think, um, okay. because I, I don't know if she was here whenever uh, we were talking uh, earlier about what can we do as non-trained professionals. You know, what what can we do? What would you have an idea of what, what a regular person, what a lay person, so to speak, could do? Uh, Kasha, you're a little, little kind of a little bit kind of cutting out there with your microphone. Could you? Uh... Get up a little closer to your oh, mic there, I'm so sorry about that. I, I stepped outside for a moment. Is this okay. a little bit better? That's better. That's better. Okay. So your okay. question is for Caitlin. All right. So go, go ahead. All right. Go ahead. Yeah. We, we were talking earlier about, you know, what, what can we do as, as individuals, as non-professionals, you know, what can we do to help someone? And I was wondering if you had any suggestions for, you know, from the perspective of, of not, uh, you know, causing strife with the coroner, what, what could we do, you know, for someone, you know, should we call, you know, the SES immediately or or well, S- what would you SES. recommend? Or even SES, like even me, I'm not a trained professional. My job is I see the person, I see them in distress and it's there, I get them to the professional. Okay, you're, you feel depressed, I'm going to get you to a stage where, hey, yep, let's get you some help. So you're like triage. What yeah, would you call triage? Triage, mental health, first aid, like medical first aid, mental health first aid. Right. That makes sense. So I, I'm not technically a, psych- a psychologist. But I can get you, I can, I know I got the training to get you there to see that there's distress and get you to get the help. But we do, okay. have, but we do have like a peer support in in SES for for members who have trouble. See, and and to me, to me, I'm just saying this to the group in general, and Caitlin included. I think to me, um, not just America, but I think we need to start looking into how other countries are handling mental health. And what they have available um, now, you know, what Caitlin's talking about, I think that's a great idea with people actually being, you know, trained and maybe we need it in our department. I'd say we need more stuff to the state and federal levels, you know, it's the states, but I think that's something that actually needs to be, you know, brought up. We, we need to get people trained in certain situations. I understand there should be, you know, there should be a crisis person available 
with a lot of law enforcement in the States. There should be um, a lot of people that just can't handle life. And it's, it's hard. It's very hard. And I think that's a big, um, and, and Caitlin, I, I will, I applaud you for that. Um, you know, sometimes I, I, uh, and I, I do talk to a lot of different transgender people myself and I always, you know, try to give them, you know, make sure they know that they're going to be okay. You know, there's always the number to call, you know, never, you know, never take that risk. Please don't. Uh, um, but I don't, I interact as much. Maybe Caitlin, you probably do a lot more than I do. I just do once in a while, but you know, I, I have a, a small group and I try to make sure everyone stays in, you know, a safe, a safe point, a safe check kind of. Um, yeah. Like it's, if I think someone might need to talk, I say, oh, I open the door. If they say no, then I was like, okay, no worries. If you need, like, if you need to talk, my door's open. I don't, you don't, I would never force it. Open. I would never force it on Tom. And, and you would never want to force something that someone that was mentally, where they, they feel and themselves are mentally not stable. They don't feel safe. You know, that would be a very, um, you know, we, I would never want to see anyone hurt themselves or, you know, do the wrong thing that would um, take themselves out. Yes, sir, Brian. Well, I, I think um, there's, I mean, there's, again, we're talking about mental health as this massive category. And, and I'll go back to our, our earlier conversation of education and Mental Health Awareness Month to me is kind of ironic in that, you know, yes, it's Mental Health Awareness Month. You need to be aware that, you know, mental health issues exist, but we're not training people to have a basic understanding of, let's say, the top five. And I don't know what those would be, but let's say, you know, bipolar disorder, you know, severe depression, uh, which can come from a lot of different things, you know, I mean, it can come from a lot of other, it could come from life trauma. It can come from just social, you know, um, issues. It can come from racial issues. It can come from, I mean, a thousand different directions. So training to me is general education about how to respond to somebody. I'll give you a small example with just depression. I mean, one of the worst things you can ask somebody that's obviously very depressed is what can I do to help? Because somebody that's suffering from depression now has the added anxiety and depression of affecting that other person with their own problems. And that doesn't help somebody suffering from depression. Somebody that's already feeling at the bottom of their cycle and, and feeling uh, like their life is adversely affecting everybody else's does not want to have somebody say, what can I do to help? But that's the thing that we all like reactively say, you know what I mean? And so like um, that as an example is what can you do for somebody that's really depressed that it's the, that it's their bottom of their, their cycle and they're at the bottom of this depressive cycle. What is the thing that, nine times out of 10 works. And, and, you know, my, my thing has always been humans, 
the fact that you're not allowed to quit, which is something that I heard on TikTok from TikTokers and stuff, but it's really true. When you tell somebody, hey, listen, I know that you're you're way down there right now. I'm not going to ask you what can I do to help, but I am going to tell you that I'm telling you you're not allowed to quit right now. You know what I mean? That's not an option because I wouldn't care. You know what I mean? Like that's not an option. Just a human being saying, don't take that option. I don't want you to do that. Even in a aggressive way, sometimes is the difference, you know, that they need just for that moment. And the moment, and when you're in that, that moment, you don't know that it's going to get better. You don't know, you, you know, you think it could get worse. I mean, there's lots of things, but just a human being saying, you're not allowed to quit right now. Okay. I know this sucks right now. I'm not going to try to tell you a joke or make it better or blow rainbows out your butt. I'm going to tell you that I love you and you're not allowed to quit right now. And things like that, like, I don't know that that would be an actual rule, but we need to have some basic understanding of how to deal with the top five, top 10 mental illnesses as a society. That's for sure. And it's, it's completely true, right? We, we, we have, we need to start, you know, we, we need to find that list, you know, we need to get those crisis invention personnel is what they're actually called. Right? They actually do have a name for them. Um, not, not all are actually in work in process yet. Cause it actually still is the beginning stages, but, there is people out there that we need to, we need to start educating more people. And, and when they need to talk, like Caleb said, if they get it, you know, you need to talk, the door's there. If it's a phone call, yeah. away, something like that. We, we, we need to have more people available, not just, you know, Monday through Friday, 8, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. We need people to be available, you know, all the time because you could have, you know, so I'm going at home and then so you go to work and then things just really get worse. And all of a sudden we're going spiraling right down a hole that we don't want to be in this dark hole alone. Gosh, go ahead. Thanks. Um, what, one trick that I know of through experience is that you could potentially simplify things and boil things down to the idea of finding just find what makes that person feel better and then just keep doing that, you know, find what makes them feel better and do that. Find what makes them feel better. Do that again. And then if you just keep doing that over and over, eventually they're going to feel better. That's true. It, it could be true. as simple as that, you know? Well, I think that we, we get into a problem when when we believe that there's somebody else better equipped or available to deal with the person that we know. Right. I think, right. I think that is we've, a problem. we've walked away as a society, like in America, we have the suicide prevention hotline and that's the only thing that the majority of us know, but I guarantee you that if you need to get that number to somebody, you're going to Google it. You know what I mean? Like you've got to go find that, right? And um, and you, it's easier for us to say, "Hey, let me go get this number for you," and then give them a number and say, "Call this number." But it's hard for us to go push in their door and not talk to them, see them laying on the couch, crying, covered up, and 
you know, laying down next to them and wrapping their arms or your arms around them and holding them and just saying, I'm not leaving you right now. I'm just not going to leave you. right now. You know, uh, there are hard things that need to be done. And as a society, I think we need to get back into the mindset that sometimes we have to do the hard things. You know, it's our job to do the hard things as a human being. Yeah, we're not allowed to quit, and you shouldn't take the easy way out, right? Those are two two phrases that, that can be helpful. And in a society where we feel that every single thing around us is controlled for us, I mean, we really do feel like we're cogs in the machine sometimes. And as a society, like when you're really depressed and you feel like you have no control over anything that's happening in your life, sometimes suicide is the one thing that you think to yourself, this is something I can control. It's the only thing I can control. You know what I mean? And I've been in that place. I've been there saying, I need all of this to quit so badly, but there's nothing I can do to control the things that I need to quit so I can control this. And that's really the dark place that anybody that's ever been in that situation, they, they I think, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, if anybody's here has been at that point where they're saying, I, this is the only thing I can control. I'm willing to take my own life. That's, that's the problem is that we, as a society believe that we don't control anything anymore. You know, we don't control our jobs. We don't control our coworkers. We don't control the bad things that are happening to us. We don't control the pandemic. We don't control our access to our kids or not access to our kids. We don't control any of these things. It's all controlled for us. So this is the only thing I can handle. Um, and that, and that is a plan B, plan C and plan D helped me. Like whenever I got to that point of, in my depression episodes, whenever I get that seriously depressed, um, yeah, I, it's like, I always keep that as my fallback option, you know? Okay. Well, what would I rather do, you know, in some way, shape or form, try to answer a question along those lines of, you know, okay, yeah, I can always you know i know i can take my own life but what else could i be doing instead you know and, that, that, that's that's helped and i i place and it's true it's true you know and i will tell you guys um i'm sorry gosh i have to cut you off there but you know i've heard this statement said again and again and i've actually heard two stories actually from two veterans um but one one actually this one actually hit close to home and this one actually will take anyone for a loop is that, and this one hurts, is there are cemeteries everywhere around the world with people that wish they had a second chance instead of committing suicide. Um, that's true. That is a fact. Those people that wish they would have had someone reach out to would have never did what they did. I wish they would have had a second chance to be alive. Yes. I mean, they're, they're, that's very true. That is very it's it's sad. It's depressing. It's gory. I I don't know. I mean, it's it's it stings. You know. Um, it, on the flip side too, whenever you lose someone to depression or suicide in general, you know that that's just as bad. Like you know, what could I have done different? You know, like could I have been that person that had said that thing that made the difference? You know, it, it can hurt both sides of the grave, I guess. And that's, that's very true. And it, it's even, even harder when I actually listen to an actually, this is actually on a TikTok video that my friend actually shared. 
Um, and actually, I'm going to actually duet this one just because I want people to notice this, that there was a gentleman from the Vietnam War that was going to take a knife and take himself out. Now, I'm guessing the gentleman had to be in his really late 70s, early 80s to be in the Vietnam War. And this guy couldn't handle it. He kept having flashbacks. He couldn't handle it. He was having a breakdown. The 9 operator did a marvelous job, helped him get where he had to go. He got help, okay? The, the 9 operator asked him to put the knife in the sink. I mean, this, this right there alone, you hear that. That means he was... He was contemplating. He was ready. He had a plan, and his plan was to exit and leave, not in his choice, but because some demons got in his, just got to him and said, "It's time," you know. And I'm glad that the, I'm glad that he got help. Now, granted, pass that information. I don't. And I like to actually research more into it. And wherever that gentleman is in America or the world, um, God bless him. And I, you know, I'm hoping that he's getting the help, but he needs help. I mean, that's that's scary. That's scary. And it could be anywhere, um, yeah, any, anywhere in the world. You know, th- this could happen to anybody. You know, I mean, you can go to war. You can, <clears throat> you can fight fires. You know, there's things where you just, yikes, you know, just start, you know, be an EMT, save people, try to save a person's life. This is all, takes a toll on you. I mean, I, it does. So, all right, I'm going to open the floor up. So I think I, I'm going to pause myself right there. And does anyone anyone want to want to get into more anything else we need to uh, look you know talk about our mental healthness health mental health month I cannot speak this even apparently I got <laughs> tongue tied apparently it's oh you've like, only been talking for for like an hour and a half or so uh, you know well, it does feel like mental health too we're well, talking about resilient. how you approach people yes I can. I've been looking at the mental health first aid book that I always take around me, and I'll read from it. And it says about the action plan, it goes by, you know, how the first aid is D-R-A-V-C-D. In mental first aid, it's A-L-G-E-E. So A is approach the person, assess and assist with any crisis. L, listen and communicate non-judgmentally. G, give support and information. E, encourage the person to get appropriate professional help. And then the last E, encourage other supports. It's the basic plan for any depression people you find you approach with people with depression you know Kayla, this that, is the, that helps you know this does this does i thank you very much is there anything else that you wish to share on that at all because they actually um that actually is a very good uh, point you know this is why th- this is why i say you can't just uh have your friends local you you need to get you need to branch out and be as uh zz top would say it'll be nationwide and all over the world because that's true you know, every, you learn something from somewhere else, someone else in some other part of the, you know, well, yeah. you know, th- these are good. These are very good points. Um, and uh, just like on the Facebook page, we both admin. And, and, and there, there's like some groups of actually Caitlin and I are actually responsible for um, that are actually based 
like strictly and and we're gonna you know we try to it's not just australian we try to base it all over the all over the world you know people you know we try to get in different different you know different genres you know maybe we have people that you know maybe they're gamers or maybe people are just generally would just like to talk or something like that, you know, just to make sure we get the word out and, and show people that, Hey, by the way, you're not alone. Um, you're not just in your you know, country that this is a problem. This is a worldwide problem we need to solve together. Brian, you wish to, you wish to follow up. Well, I do. And I'm just going to say this, but this will be my last in my, in my life. And I don't know if this helps anybody else, but in my life, I choose to be the help that I need. I choose to find people that need the same type of help that I need. Um, Because going out there and serving others, I think helps you. I really honestly believe that if you, if you, if you know that you're suffering and you know that whether it's bipolar disorder, whether it's depression, whether it's, manic whether whatever those things are if you look in your community for people that need the same type of support that you need i think that it is incredibly enriching and it helps you get through your own problems later on it helps you realize that you're not alone and that as much as sometimes we want to hang our uniqueness on our mental um health problems sometimes we say well i'm this way because I'm this way. If you go out there in your community and you serve others within that same category that you classify yourself in or have been diagnosed in, it's gonna, I think it's gonna really help you get through those moments better because you know that you're not alone. You know that other people are suffering from this as well. And you yourself are important to those people. They need you. Um, it goes back to the idea of you're not allowed to quit because if people need you, then, you know, everybody says this, you know, if it wasn't for my kids, I wouldn't be here anymore. If it wasn't for my parents, I wouldn't be here. If it wasn't for these people that I don't want to leave alone, I wouldn't be here anymore. You know, you gotta, you gotta serve your community and step up and help people that need the same type of help that you need. In my opinion. I would add to that, that like for me, the thing that works to shut off that whole thing that's going on in my head sometimes is to do something that focuses me on that. Like you see my boxes, I, I decorate and paint cigar boxes and I can do like, I can sit down one time I sat down and I started at 530 at night and I finished it at 530 in the morning. And my brain was totally focused on just that. And I felt more refreshed, even though I hadn't slept, than I had in a long time because everything was shut down. And that, that's a powerful technique of wax on and wax off from Karate yes. Kid, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> 1984, just the just, just date, everybody. <laughs> Not, not, not say, not say none of us are actually, we're, we're all, we're all still in our like twenties and thirties here. So don't worry. We're all okay. You know, a little bit. Don't worry about We'll be fine. You know? 57. I'm proud of that. <laughs> that's fine. Denise, if you want to be, that's fine. I'm going to rock. I'm still going to rock my 34. And I'm going to be happy with that. I'll, I'll I think I still want a big HS. 
Yeah. Oh, you guess your age. Oh, yeah. Kate, Kate, Caitlin's, Caitlin's, yeah, she's the same age as me. So, yeah. So, here we go. 35. Yeah. 30. Well, 34, 35. I suppose. But I said we're all 20s and 30s. We're going to rock that. So, that's okay, though. But, but, um, you know what? Um, you know, Rebecca's the only one that's been kind of quiet over in her corner. As Re- Rebecca, do you actually have anything that you like? Do you like to say it all? You've been kind of quiet the whole entire time, dear. So, um, oh, yeah, I know. I've just been kind of listening and trying to prevent a cat fight from happening because oh. there's like four, four cats over here. So, my and mine's the instigator. So, I have to kind of just listen and make sure nobody gets hurt. No, oh, geez. Oh, geez. I mean, is yeah. there anything that, that you want to talk about with the men? Anything, you know, the, you know, we're, you know, I guess this is the question. This is probably good. Everyone can take their mics off. We can just kind of go right around the room here. Uh, what, what is everyone's plan starting, let's say, starting now? Now, Caitlin, you are in tomorrow, which is our tomorrow. You're today, you're to whatever it is. But so what, what is everyone's plan? Uh, I'll start. I'll start. We'll call on everybody's name. So everyone can take your mic off. Um, and we'll start with Denise, and then I'll go to Rebecca, Kasha, Caitlin, and Brian. What what are your what is your goal now with mental health? You know what you know things maybe you want to do for somebody, do for yourself. You know Denise, that's a great again a crafting thing, something that can take you off reality just to do some fun. You know I I agree. Sometimes I I've had friends myself. I will tell you right now that have literally been like I've kind of been in a rough place here and there. They'll be like. They call me up. Hey, hey, by the way, we're coming to get you. We're going for a ride. We're going to go so-and-so, whatever else. And that's what they did. That's it. You know, COVID or not, we all wear a mask in a vehicle. We're going to, we're going to go and have fun. We didn't really do nothing. Maybe we went for a hike or something like that, but it was just enough to get that, you know, that out, out of my brain. That's good. You know? So Denise, what, 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 what are your thoughts on, you know, where are you going to, from here going forward? How are, you know, how, how can you, you know, and, you know, help yourself get better, you know, any things you can do, you know, mentally, physically. Well, I've, um, I've um, promised my doctor that I would uh, start standing for one minute every day, every, not every day, every hour um, during my work time. So I need to get to continue to do that. Um, I have tomorrow off, so I'll probably finish the book I'm reading. I read a, a lot and um i need to get my groceries so i'm just gonna try to do life stuff for the next few days now now one thing i'm gonna ask these before we go to rebecca is is there any goals that you have for yourself or any goals you'd like to wish to anyone on actually the podcast this evening that you like to see um and you know maybe uh you know maybe my boss uh when he comes out vacation will actually let me guest host another one and maybe we can actually talk about um you know in a few months what those goals were and how you've met them um you know we can talk about that stuff down the way well um one of the doctors on uh on tiktok uh she saw some of the boxes and wanted one made and she actually works she's a psychiatrist that works with the vets and um so I'd, i'd like to be able to finish that and have it sent to her because she's really working hard to get the vets to talk to her right now. That, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. That's beautiful. You know, you know, my, my, my hope is maybe Denise, um, that maybe, 
you know, someday that, you know, maybe, maybe I'm going to have to buy one of your uh, fancy cigar boxes, to be honest, you know, just, just to try, we, we always say, I always like to try to make sure we uh, always leave on a, on a happy smile. I always try to do that, but that's something I definitely will have to look into myself, Denise, I will tell you. Um, is there anything else that you like to, um, you know, end with at all on, on that? No, not at the moment. Okay, that's okay. That's right. All right, so Rebecca, now we're going to put you in the spotlight, dear. Yeah. <laughs> also, also known as also known on TikTok, everyone as Captain Obvious. So I'm. Oh, I know you. <laughs> that's Rebecca. Yeah. So that's Rebecca, everybody. So we do have a few TikTokers here. I'm actually Miss Care Bear, so that's me. Um, that's the crazy one behind the mic this evening, hosting. So Rebecca, what 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 are your what are your thoughts of of your thoughts and plans for your mental health. Now you explained what was going on with you and, and mm-hmm. how are, how are you able to, um, and I do understand I, I'm a lead myself. I actually just took a lead position in my company. I got to bite my lip sometimes with people. I really don't <laughs> like to, I really hate doing this. I shouldn't use the word, but I really don't like to, I like to just spit it out and be like, this is what it is. Just deal with it. You know? And I try to always give people the benefit of the doubt, try to make sure they're well, you know, carefully circumference and safe and happy and well, yeah. whatever that is. But so, so for for you, because you, you explained what earlier in the podcast, what's going on with you, what, what are some goals starting today, tomorrow, moving forward that can help you um, or maybe you've picked up some stuff this evening, um, you know, from the podcast. There's something that uh, can, go ahead. Well, my short term is, um, so I wasn't able to, go to school this past semester because I owed uh, some tuition. So my goal is to get that paid off so that I can register for summer. And then um, I only have, I think like four more things I need for my certificate and I'm over halfway to my degree. So um, I'm trying to make it so that I can, you know, do a few classes in summer um, which they did a split. They're doing a split summer session. I don't know why, but they are. Um, so I'm trying to do that. And then um, kind of my long term that I promised my dad is that I would, after I'm done with my community college, um, that I want to go to um, actual law school and become a lawyer. And he was very encouraging of that. And I promised him I was going to continue on. So um, it, now it's just basically I'm getting to the point where I'm kind of trying to figure out which school I want to transfer to. And then uh, hopefully some point next year, um, start applying and hopefully get in somewhere. Awesome. You know, Rebecca, those are some, those are some hot, you know, those are some great goals. <laughs> to me, I mean, it's, 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 you know, there, there's always those little hurdles, you know, I, I do praise you for doing that. That's awesome. You're going to go into law school. I mean, um, my little sister's twin brother um, is actually in that position too, where he's actually, I don't know when he's graduating pretty soon. I don't know, next year. I don't, I don't remember, but when he graduates, um, but it, it's great. It's great. The more people in law school, that's awesome. Um, that's, you know, to me, you know, be able to get out there and, and tell people, you know, instead of you doing this, maybe this is a better idea, you know, and just, you know, making some good, you know, making good choice, helping people out, you know, when you see something like that, you know, you know, if, right. if you know, like Caitlin said, if, if it, even if you got a, someone needs to 
someone just looks like they're having a rough time and, and you just stop and ask if they're okay to talk, you know, what? but I praise you. Great, great work. First of all, great work for all, you know, that you're doing. And, and I really hope that you get to that end goal. And as a, as a junior podcaster, as I call myself, um, or the rookie podcaster, whatever you want to call me, um, I would like to see, I actually like to see Rebecca, uh, I'd like to see you as you progress. I'd like to kind of keep little tabs on you, you know, to see how things are going. Um, so, and same with the niece, I mean, and everybody else, actually, um, I will actually, once we end here, actually, we'll get you some more social media connections of myself. And I want to see everyone's goals. Um, and see how everyone's doing because, um, and even even as a newer podcaster, I'm actually the biggest fan of everyone here. Okay, so everyone need everyone needed a fan. Yeah, that'd be that'd be this this uh, crazy person behind the mic right now. But that's all right. That's all right. Uh, Rebecca, is there anything else that you wanted to follow up on that? Um, I just wanted to uh, when you guys were talking about you know people that wish that they had a second chance. Um, I actually had. Uh, recently within the past like few years um, there was a childhood friend that I had um, and he was uh, gay and homeless and was struggling and everything and um, I knew that he had had some problems with drugs and stuff and then um, I happened to look on social media and somebody had said like you know, like, Oh, I miss you, dude. I'm sorry. Or something like that. And uh, I messaged the girl and she had told me that, um, he had, uh, basically taken his life, um, through a heroin overdose because he got to the point that people had stolen his stuff and he just couldn't take it anymore. And I wish that he had reached out to me and he didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, Rebecca. I'm really sorry. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard for those people sometimes reach that person that's in that state to reach out to somebody because they just think the world hates them and no one wants to help them. But in all honesty, there are people out there. There are actually good people out there. You know, um, we have yeah. a nice group here this evening and, and I can't see any one of us not trying to reach out to anyone. You know, it's, I'm sorry, Rebecca. I'm really sorry. Yeah. All right, so Re- Rebecca, we have finished up with Rebecca. So we have so far, we went through Denise and Rebecca. So ladies, first of all, thank you very much. Uh, I'm glad to hear about your goals. I'm very happy about that. As we proceed on, we're we're gonna we're gonna pick we're gonna pick out we're gonna, we're gonna go just a little bit off to the right here and actually going to Caitlin actually out in Australia. By the way, happy Friday to you and and uh, uh, I know that my producer and owner would be very happy that to hear it's Friday. <laughs> by you so <laughs> you'd probably enjoy a, a beverage at this time so that's good good for him but caitlin i would like you to go ahead and tell me what your goals are today for your day which be friday and moving forward what, what are the things that you can do um you know to help yourself help people around you after this i'm probably gonna go to the gym and keep studying for my course which I'm pretty sure you know is what I'm studying. I yes, you actually did tell me we actually have had some um, some actually private Facebook chats about stuff. Yep, and I I do wish you the best. I really hope things work out, and I hope things move in the direction that you would like to. You know. Um, yeah. So hopefully 
third time lucky, I might finish on the third time around. And and maybe sometime in my lifetime, maybe I should be able to do a live podcast from Australia. So that might happen down the road. There might be a, uh, this person might actually be in some other country doing a live podcast, which might be a little crazy. Give me makeup lessons. I actually have the technology to do a live broadcast, though. Oh, okay. So, you know what? So, there was my boss. Apparently, he came out of vacation for a bit. That was nice, that was nice that he showed up, but uh, maybe he was bored. I don't know. Who knows what he's doing over there? But um, So, Caitlin, is there anything you could do to help people moving forward? Is there anything that you can do it yourself, you know, in your area, in your country? In Sydney, I basically just keep doing what I'm doing. If I see someone, I, I talk to them on, on, on the internet, just tell them that, I got, that I'm concerned for their health, ask them if they want to talk, and go from there. You know what? God bless for what you do. Um, you know what? Uh, we do need more stuff like this in the United States. We do need people out there to be able to help when we need help. This is something that, um, you know, not politically, this is just something mentally we need, everyone needs. We all, you know, all need to talk to people, you know, if it's, you know, not social media or not, but we definitely need this, you know. So well, thank you. Thank you, Caitlin. Is there anything else that you'd like to finish up with before we move on to our next? Uh, yeah, we need, we need to. We need to get to the people who control the DSM-5. Yeah, tell them to use the ICD. <laughs> or at least tell them that gender dysphoria is not a sexual a sexual right. health condition. Right. They're, they're then, a little behind the times there. And then that's true. That's true between that and um, actually the um, the transgender care of WPATH. Um, we can talk about some other podcasts, but... Um, that, those are some mental health you know, related issues where they don't think they are. And actually, it is very true, Caitlin. You're right. Um, that is a well, what, It was before in a DSM 5 was an mental illness. And in 2018, they decided we'll remove it from DSM 5. Everyone celebrated. Six months later, they put it back as a sexual health condition. Hmm. Now I come home, my partner goes, Do you want sex? Sorry, I'm transgender. Yeah, they, so some sometimes when you mix, and this is Brian brought up for you mix you mix politics with mental health, and it just doesn't. It's never worked, you know. Um, you got to let everyone, everyone decide what's best for themselves. I know. So I, I agree, that Caitlin. Well, here in Australia, we like we like to make fun of New Zealand. The Kiwis, <laughs> as the, as their nicknames are. Yeah, they're the Kiwis. So yeah, oh, the, the, Aussies, the Aussies, because actually. Rebecca actually has a mother-in-law. Rebecca, am I right? Uh, stepmom. Mother- stepmom. Okay, that she's from somewhere out Australia. I don't know where, but um... oh, we don't always call them kiwis. No, sometimes we call them sheep shaggers. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, this is the podcast. This is what we, this is what we do. We uh, learn a little stuff about that. Which <laughs> <laughs> is not that good because maybe they do, but then they send it over to Australia and we eat them. Oh, jeez. Proper buggers. Eh? Oh, I tell you, I tell you. <laughs> All right, so 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 as as we move ahead on this one, Galen, thanks for the good laugh. I uh, I love you are so fun. Um, Kashaf, you're next. Um, you're next. What what are your goals starting today, this evening? 
and moving forward, you know, going into tomorrow and the future. Yeah, for sure. So for me, it's uh, listening to my psychiatrist and, you know, I've always, I always try to listen to him and I, you know, it's not always easy to take other people's advice. So, you know, at the end of the day, I'm paying this guy. So I'm going to, I'm going to listen to what he has to say. And so the latest thing he told me to do was mm-hmm. to read this book called Rhythms of the Brain, um, because I'm interested in the brain. And so I'm going to read that book and, and, um, you know, see where that carries me in my life because it might, it might impact, uh, my future career, you know, being if I can read this book and digest it, then maybe I can start to think about changing my career path in the future. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, is there anything else that you want to add to that, Kasha? There is one thing I wanted to add. Um, well, two things, but same thing. So there was one book that, that Caitlin showed. I know I, I sent you a screen capture of the title of this book. Mm-hmm. But the transgender and uh, queer and transgender guide to uh, uh, sorry, let me actually read it instead of trying to do it from memory. The queer and transgender resilience workbook, and there is a quote from in there about what is healthy when you're communicating with others. And I thought it was really simple. It's like one of the most sincere forms of respect is actually listening to what the other has to say. Yep. So, you know, we don't have to like everyone, but maybe we do need to respect everyone, but maybe not. Sure. But but if you do respect someone, listening to them is the best way to show it, according to this uh, this, this author. Like I said to Claire, I think it doesn't bother me that you don't like transgender people. As long as you don't bash me in the head, I don't care. Right. <laughs> yeah, follow the basic rules, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so Kashef is all is all done. So now we're going to pick on the uh, I call I call the uh, Mister Big Shot, Mister Brian over there. He's gonna he's actually gonna gonna lead the end of the back uh, the end of the train. Not to confuse Brian. I, I don't know if I'm in the front or back. I don't know, but. So, Brian, t- tell us what are your goals? What are your goals starting this evening and moving forward? What you know? What are your goals for yourself? Anyone around you, or you know, suggestions, thoughts? Well, I think uh, you know, listening to this this conversation, there's two categories of goals. One is what I do as far as through TikTok and this kind of mass social media, whatever. How I engage with that is, you know you and I had a great dual live the other night and it, it affected me and it affected you. I know, and it affected everybody that was listening. And I think the difference or maybe the thing that I focused on is being present in the conversation, being present in the moment first, focus on being present in the moment and then focus on kindness and, you know, and just, I'm a very acerbic person. So some people call it an asshole. I choose to call it acerbic, but maybe, you know, my way of dealing and being kind is, is a different kind of form of that, but I'm going to be present in the moment. I'm going to be kind in my own way. And in all those moments that I have, whenever I'm talking to a large group of people, you know what I mean? Through social media. But the second thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to work on my community. I'm going to work, on my local community 
and reach out. And, and I'm going to post in my local Facebook groups. I'm going to say, hey, listen, number one, you're not allowed to quit. I'm not allowed to quit. You're not allowed to quit. Number two, this is how you get a hold of me. Even if you don't know me, if you feel that this is a path you're going down, this is how you get a hold of this human being. And I'm going to try in my community to be there for that person. You know what I'm saying? I might be going down the path. I'm going to try to be present in an actual physical moment for somebody else as many times as I can humanly do it. And that's my goals. That's my goals for this month. And um, let's see where it takes me. You know, Brian, those are some great, I mean, great. I mean, to me, solid, you know, you reach out to people. Um, you know, actually, that gives me a good idea myself. I have a small little group for my local local people in Wisconsin, and I'm going to reach out to them and tell them, hey, by the way, you know, you need to talk to somebody? I'm right here, you know, anytime. Ring my phone, you know, what is this man? So I might be sleeping, I'll wake up, I'll answer it, you know. I'll, I'll talk to you, you know. I, I would rather um, see good things than bad things, you know, but... Brian, would you like to follow up with anything else before uh, on that at all or not? No, I no, I think that's. Uh, I mean, that's. I think that's a lot. I mean, I, I'm. I'm not trying to put too much on my plate. I'm just saying, like, I got to start reach. I, I got to start. I got to make sure that I'm living my truth, which is to to put myself in an environment where other people that suffer from the same problems as I do have me. You know, I mean, and, and I think that's going to help me with my own mental stability and my own mental issues. It's going to help me recognize that I'm necessary and I'm needed and you are necessary and you're needed. You know, and that's the thing that we I think we forget. We forget that we, we, we don't feel necessary. We don't feel needed by others. And um, and that's just not true. And you can prove that by putting yourself in the environment that you need the most help in putting yourself out there and working with others, human beings. Could have been better said, you know what? I, uh, I can't say no more than amen to that, Brian. Okay. I will say that. Wow. Um, I want to, I want to, first of all, I would like to say, um, as we slowly get to the end of this podcast, I want to, first of all, say I'd like to thank everyone for all their thoughts and forward thinking um, in this podcast. You guys are, I, I would like to give you all a round of applause. Granted, I'm not going to do that because it might make an echo effect, but I'd like to first of all thank everybody on here for taking your time this evening. And Caitlin, thanks for showing up to, even though you got your butt up so early in the morning out in Australia, honey. It, it is it is a blessing to have to be a guest podcaster on a hopefully one of these days it'll it'll make it bigger than what we got but you know what um i'm really happy i'm really happy i'm you, sorry you deserve some thanks it too. Takes time. yeah i agree you, you know i i'm i just took it took a took a risk i was excited about it um i didn't know who was going to show up in my in this podcast i knew when i looked into this at my work and they talked about mental health um i was like this is it we need to talk about this because we all suffer somewhere in our lives we all do you know if it's if it's maybe something you know tonight or maybe tomorrow it could be in the future you know it could be something that's dragging our past along whatever it is you know um you know it is a great thing and i appreciate everyone t- 
taken their time this evening to uh, to put up with me too. By the way, you know, and really to be honest, you know, we're all here. To, we're all actually here to actually learn something, um, and and it's very. Um, very thoughtful and very thinking. I mean, like most time podcasts, people don't get into details and all stuff like that. So, um, but I, if, if everyone uh, would like to make a little closing statement, um, I will go ahead and if anyone would like to anymore before we actually cut it off, yeah. um, is anyone, if you would like to just raise your hand, um, if I would like to make a little more, Caitlin, go ahead. Dude. You just asked me to raise my hand. Yes. Okay. Well, did you want to make any any kind of any closing statement here before we uh, call no, it? Just, no. No, I'm just practicing my Aussie roots comedy act. No, that's <laughs> nice. very good. Very good. We're kind of boring, Danny. Uh, yeah, they're boring. There's a lot of kangaroos, the, and I don't know. Who knows? British humor that's been carried over, I guess, that's, from the that's, past. That's all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So just we just, just, out, we just got out of the ball and chain. <laughs> just, just, just as <laughs> they a, actually, and Caitlin, Caitlin will actually verify this with me. But they do not ride kangaroos in Australia, and that's correct, Caitlin. Am I correct on that one? No, we don't ride them. We shoot them. Okay, well there you go. So I just, just, just so people know, just so they no, know, not ride them. Me. I don't shoot them. I'm vegan, so I just. Oh, well, that's, what it does. But, that's what it is. But uh, that's okay. So listen, oh, I like. Oh, well, okay. My boyfriend ate Well, as as we uh, wrap this up, first of all, um, I'm actually going to um, actually go through the room. And if anyone wishes to give out their social media stuff, um, your, you know, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter accounts, you're welcome to give them out. We uh, always like to ask that if you wish to, you know, get them out and people want to reach out to you outside the podcast when they do listen. Um, we have a lot of different um, operate systems that, that do um, – and podcasts out there that you can listen to us on. So a lot of different options out there. So um, would anyone actually wish to do that? If you want to, if you'd like to, you can raise your hand and I will go ahead and start. Uh, I will start off myself as my, my, um, my name actually is Crystal B. I'm actually on Facebook as Crystal B. Um, you can also find me on TikTok as Miss Care Bear WI um, in care of Wisconsin, the WI. You can also find me once in a while. Um, once in a while, you can find me on other social media platforms. I just once in a while do hang out on Google and other operating systems, stuff like that. But those are my two main ones. Um, and if you wish to reach out to me from either that on Facebook or on TikTok, by all means, please do that. Um, would anyone else like to um, give out their information at all to uh, anyone, anyone else out there listening out this evening? Caitlin, go ahead. I second, I second what you said. Becoming Katie on Facebook. That's it. You're not going to say your, your, that's it. You're not going to say no more. Becoming Katie on Instagram. There you go. <laughs> okay. And, and also, also, you can also find her on TikTok. Caitlin? At, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> She's. If you type in Caitlin, you smell like some spell her name out. Um, and you will actually find her on there. If not, you just look at Miss Care Bear. She's actually one of my friends on there. So I would be more glad to direct you towards Becoming, her. Yeah, beca- becoming Katie, one word. Okay, thank you. 
And that's that's your. Do you have any other social media? Oh, what's such a personal one, no? Okay, well then no, we don't do a first one, so that's okay. All right, so what, uh, Kashaf? Do you have a your uh, what? What are your actually? I'm on a social media diet for the past several years, and I I don't have any social media accounts to speak of. Um, I have a personal website, but I guess. A social media diet. Have you been losing any likes? <laughs> oh, I, I have. I have gained some mental liberation from the weight of what I ate for breakfast and lunch and dinner, <laughs> and you know, the memes. I've I've gained some time back, um, but I have lost out on TikTok. I you know, yesterday was the first time I had ever experienced uh, TikTok. Thanks to thanks to Crystal. So it's much appreciated, and and um, thank you again for inviting me uh, to to listen, and and I'm I'm glad that uh, we were able to have such a great conversation here. Um, so thank you for reintroducing me to the world of social media. <laughs> oh, and gosh, you're very welcome. I mean, I um, got into it a little over two months ago, and all of a sudden I'm doing a live and talk to somebody on the phone and. I know it's kind of funny. I know, I know Mr. <laughs> Bride will give you a hard time for it, but that's okay. All right. So, Brian, Brian, what, what are your social media outlets if you'd like to give them out? Well, my attention horror seeking behavior exists strictly in TikTok. So, you can find me over there at uh, OMG, this is still Brian. And um, yeah, that's a good place. All right, well, <laughs> thank you, Brian. Thank you very much. <laughs> and then we'll go right on over to Denise. Denise, would you like to give out any of your social media? Um, um, I still have Facebook. I'm, I I do a mental health check about once a week with some friends because um, I disappeared very drastically when I found TikTok. Um, and that's uh, Denise Mason. Um, I'm in Greenville, South Carolina. Apparently, there are a lot of Denise Masons, so... Uh, and there's a picture of me with really long white and gray hair. And uh, on TikTok, I'm now Nosamdi, N-O-S-A-M-D-E. It's my last name and my first name put together. Oh, okay. I was, well, I was wondering how you got the name Denise. I was kind of wondering about that. I was kind of curious. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Um, do you have any other social media outlets, or those are just your 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 preferred? Those are the main ones. I have Twitter, but uh, you wouldn't find me there. <laughs> I don't no, even that, know how to find me that, there. So. That is fine. That's fine. All right, so we're gonna go right down to Rebecca. Rebecca, do you do you have any any social media? She's on. She there. She is. Do you have um, any social I, media you wish to get I on? Do, um, I'm on Facebook. Uh, it would be Becky, and then my last name M O N G E S. Um, I have no idea what my picture is. Oh, it's me and my dad. Yes. My picture is me and my dad. Um, and I'm on there like all the time. So easy to reach me. And then on TikTok, it's thank you, Captain Obvious. And it's thank. And then the letter U, Captain Obvious. And those are like, oh, I do have a Snapchat too, but I don't know what the username is. So if you look. I think if you look under my name, you'll find me. I, I do have a Snapchat, but I don't try to usually interest it. So with just a few of my friends, I like to just send me random pictures of themselves with their little emoji faces. And 
Yeah. Anybody yeah. use Snapchat anymore? I yes. do, but once in a while. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess that's apparently I was told that's for old people, according to my boss. Ouch. <laughs> and uh, he says old people use Snapchat. So I'm like, okay. So uh, what are you? That's not I was what like, I heard. My, my boyfriend my boss- says that old people use Facebook and young people use Snapchat. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Okay, well, what, what, whatever the case scenario is, maybe my boss is only 21. I don't know what the case scenario uh, You know, whatever, yeah. that's fine. But we'll, we'll, go, we'll go with that. That's fine with me. Um, so if, young, if young people use Snapchat, I better get my grandma on to so she can feel young again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'll feel like she's 50 years old then. There it is. There it is. Well, ouch. well, I'm sorry. Oh, I just said ouch. Oh, be careful, <laughs> Denise. Don't hurt yourself. So, Ed, as, well, as we... Don't- What's that, Caden? If she really wants to feel young, I'll just use um, face app on her. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there we go. This is what you did with me. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Kashif? Kashif, you want to state your uh, website on the web podcast, you can. Yeah, sure, sure. It's uh, just kashifshaw.net. Spelled K-A-S-H-I-F is in Frank and S-H-A-H dot net. And my email is just kashif at kashifshaw.net. If, if anyone on the call wants to uh, reach out, you know, I'd be happy to, to reply. I can't you know, reply to email immediately, but I, I would definitely reply. Well, thank you. Thank you very much, Kashif, for sharing. And thank you, boss, for stepping in to, you know, making sure I'm doing a good job, by the way. I'm going to make sure even though he has uh, enjoyed his vacation in some beach somewhere. I have no idea where that is, but... Some remote location. Well, that's what happens when you're a big shot, you know. Sometimes, sometimes the rookies got to take over and have a little fun. Sometimes, but that's okay though. But I, for, I would like to like to wish everyone a great evening. Thank you again for taking your time out this evening. We talk about mental health awareness. Um, again, I am the junior new guest podcaster. My name is Crystal B. Uh, we are we are actually talking about mental health awareness for the month of May. And I'd like to thank everyone for coming out and coming on, on line this evening and to join our podcast. This is Crystal B signing off from Same Cast, Different Day. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.